Welcome to Tigers in 20, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast. Your one-stop shop for all things University of Memphis Tigers athletics. Here are your hosts, founder of Go Tigers 247, Brooks Hansen, and lead writer for Go Tigers 247, Christian Fowler. Welcome back to this week's episode. I am your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me as always is Go Tigers 247 founder, Brooks Hansen. Brooks, we didn't think we had a ton of, ton to talk about last week. This week, we're right on the cusp of fall camp. We've got a lot going on, so what will we be getting to first this week? Man, we've got another uh, relatively slow week, but we've still got a ton to talk about. So we're going to talk fall camp for football. We're going to talk um, some basketball recruiting stuff with a new 2020 target that you wrote, wrote an article about this week. We're going to talk about some more Terrence Clark. I feel like every week we're talking about Terrence Clark and people can't get enough of it. I mean, I think if we talked about Terrence Clark every day, people would read or listen to it. Um, I'm here for it. <laughs> I think everybody else is too. So, uh, And then we're going to try to wrap it up. I think I'm going to talk. This is on off the cusp, on the fly however you want to say it. I want to talk about FBI investigation stuff and the NCAA notice of allegations, some of the rumors I've heard related to that. Doom, doom, doom. Bringing the heat as always, huh, bro? Yeah, right? All right, let's get started, man. Uh, so fall camp starts, um, what, in a week and a half? Friday. Yeah, it starts on Friday. God, time time is flying. Media day is this coming Thursday. Go Tigers 247 will be there. You and Kenny, our multimedia digital content master, the guru, will be there on site for media day. So heading into media day on Thursday and fall camp on Friday, what do we got coming? Well, I think obviously, like you said, it starts out with media day. That really kicks off the fall. It kicks off everything. And what I'll be looking for is the same same thing I was looking for going into last year. Media Day last year was really my first big event to cover, and I think going into it, I really wanted to focus on uh, what the, what everybody's spirits were like, how everybody was feeling about going into fall camp, and obviously that's a time where all the players are really excited. They get to start playing football again. They get to throw the pads on in a week or so. So um, I think they'll all be excited. I think it'll be interesting to talk to them about the new coaching staff and how that coaching staff has continued to gel and mesh um, because as we know they replaced a lot of guys right before spring camp so I think throughout the summer I'm sure that that coaching staff has grown a lot together and I'm sure we'll hear a lot about that from the guys and then the next day they'll get to gear up and start fall camp and of course there's a lot of storylines there that we'll be looking for whether it's what Brady White looks like who's emerging at that number two wide receiver spot uh, what type of multiple defensive lineups Adam Fuller throws out there. So there's a ton of stuff to watch, not a not a ton of time to cover it. So we'll be keeping our eyes peeled and, and looking for, for pretty much everything over the next couple weeks. Well, I, I tell you one thing. I'm looking for, uh, forward to seeing how much you have improved in a year. You know, this you're no longer a rookie. You you are not a rookie QB, and I I want to see some improvement. I want to see some uh, deep balls down the field. I, I need to see something from you, young man, or you're going to the bench. <laughs> well, I don't plan on going to the bench anytime soon, that's for sure. No, but for like real. I said, that was my – It's crazy to look back over the past year and see your growth and, and also to think about media day for football last year was Kenny's first 
hurrah with Go Tigers 247 as well. So shout out to Kenny for all the work he's done over the last year with us. Uh, we've we've expanded what we've been doing um, tremendously over the last year. So it's it's pretty crazy to look back. I think you know if you look at Go Tigers 247, your progression, Kenny's as well. Uh, we're a microcosm of what we're expecting to see from some of these guys on the field for Mike Norvell. So um, I guess the number one player that you want to hear from on Thursday with Media Day is going to be blank, fill in the blank. I'm going to say Patrick Taylor, and the reason behind that is because this is his first time being the lead back. We talked about this a little bit on the episode last week. But it's so interesting to me because he's had so much success under Mike Norvell and the offensive staff as a number two running back. So I'm very excited to hear what he has to say about taking that leap into the starting running back role. Uh, he's always been a leader regardless of he, if he was a starter or not. So I, I'm pretty certain that nothing's changed from that sense. But as far as on the field being the guy now, uh, I'm very interested to see how you know, how he's adjusting to that and uh, and how he's really gearing up for the season because he's had nearly 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns in two years as the number two guy. So really want to get what his mindset is now now that he is the starting running back with Daryl Henderson gone. So switching gears a little bit, but still sticking with media day. Since the dust settled late last spring when Mike Norvell brought all of the new coaches on board, I think we've heard from most of them, but if you had to choose one new coach on the staff to hear from, to speak to, to get an idea of what to expect from them going into their rookie season with the Memphis Tigers, who would that coach be? For me, it's it's Adam Fuller. It's a defensive coordinator. Um, I think every year for the past three or four years, people have been saying Memphis's defense was going to take the next step and be one of the better defenses in the American Athletic Conference. And it really hasn't happened yet. They, you know, they were good at taking the ball away under Chris Ball. They were one of the best teams in the nation at forcing turnovers, but they really never took the step as far as being one of the best run defenses or passing defenses. So with bringing in Adam Fuller, I'm very interested to see what he thinks he, you know, what he thinks he's going to bring this season, what type of defensive packages he's going to bring this season because Every time we asked throughout spring practice, we consistently heard that they were going to have multiple defenses, which is expected from any defensive coordinator. Um, but from what we've gathered, they will be running, you know, their base package will be a 4-3 when it was a 3-4 under Chris Ball. So switching defensive philosophies, uh, bringing in a ton of new guys in the 2019 class, over, I think it was over 60% of the 2019 class was on the defensive side of the ball. So Adam Fuller has a lot of new guys to play with, whether it's in the defensive backfield, linebackers, defensive line. The whole defense has a ton of new guys who could come in and contribute this season. And pairing that with a new defensive philosophy is very interesting because turnover on the defensive side of the ball is difficult to deal with. So, you know, if if I could choose one to talk to, it would definitely be Coach Fuller because I would love to hear uh, really what he has planned for some of these new guys because there's a lot of guys that we're not sure, you know, are they going to play defensive tackle? Are they going to play defensive end? Are they going to be safety, corner, strong side, weak side linebacker? So there's a lot of questions, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I think hearing from him at this point would be extremely interesting. All right, so with that said, I think that covers a lot of what we want to see heading into Thursday and Friday. So what I'd like to do is just make sure that everyone knows our content from media day and starting with fall practice on Friday 
will be rolling out over the weekend heading into next week. So stay tuned to GoTigers247.com. We'll be having all of the news, video, articles that you can can even come close to handling. Uh, so stay tuned. Stay tuned into our Instagram. We'll be posting videos there as well. Uh, Christian and Kenny will be bringing you the best of Media Day. With that said, we'd like to pause for a word from our sponsors. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com got to pay the bills christian we just got to pay the bills man we got to keep the light on you know what it's time for then right <laughs> what would know what time is it if we got to pay the bills then sponsors and memphis basketball are definitely the two ways to go so i know we got some basketball recruiting coming up next what are we touching on here brooks all right so let's talk a new 2020 target the memphis uh assistant coach cody toppert has begun recruiting since he took over uh, the position that was left vacant by Sam Mitchell. You wrote an article earlier this week. I'm going to let you spill the beans on who the player is and give us a little preview of this this prospect and, and what he's hearing from Memphis. Absolutely. So four-star forward, Jamie and Brakefield. Uh, I really think, not to not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I think this is the first recruit that's been spoken to that is being directly recruited by Cody Topper. So if we want a little Go Tigers 247 round of applause there, I think we can get it. Uh, but but anyway, spoke with Jamie and earlier in the week, uh, talked to him about his recruitment with Memphis. He has not been offered yet. Uh, he said Memphis has been one of the schools showing the most interest, and Cody Topper first saw him at the MBPA camp which was the first event that Coach Topper covered as a Memphis assistant. Really liked what he saw from Jamie and, and has continued building that relationship with him uh, and speaking with him. And from everything that Jamie and said, uh, he believes that Memphis will offer soon. Um, and he's, you know, he's hearing interest from a lot of schools, Michigan, Michigan State, Syracuse. So he's hearing from some big schools right now uh, and was excited to hear from Memphis. He said that um, – that getting you know getting interest from Memphis was great for him, especially after seeing them build that class and uh, having Penny Hardaway and Mike Miller. So pretty much the same old same old we hear from every recruit with Memphis. But a little bit about Jamie and as a player, uh, six foot eight combo four can really play the three and the four. Uh, good ball handler, good down low. Played on a loaded team with Phenom U on the EYBL circuit and still averaged fifteen point eight points per game so he's a capable scorer a solid rebounder solid passer really solid all over the floor and Brooks I feel like this is something we talk about every week that Memphis is really looking at that forward spot for the 2020 class and I think their targets just continue to show that yeah no doubt Christian you know you look at their targets uh, in 2020 at that position they're targeting a ton of guys for one but one, one thing that's interesting is that so many of them bring a common asset to the table, and that's a lot of their targets at that small forward and forward that combo forward position are really, really good shooters. I think Memphis, as a, you know, an entire staff across the board, value shooting. Uh, Breakfield is definitely one of those guys that 
fits that mold. He's a, an elite level scorer at that position. Uh, very, very smooth offensively. Can can score and hurt you in multiple ways. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops and how they prioritize Breakfield in comparison to some of their other targets that they've been on a little longer. Um, I, you know, I think it's interesting to see that you're going to see targets fleshed out that are unique Cody Toppert targets. For example, Matty Sissoko, he's a bruising 6'9 forward slash center that we we spoke about a few weeks ago. He's a new target. You wrote about him in your eight prospects to watch coming out of July. And he is a Cody Toppert target. He is a monster. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they shuffle these pieces with a class that could be anywhere from like four to six guys, depending upon how this year shakes out, depending on who goes into the draft, who transfers, all of that good stuff. So a lot at play here. Well, here's the thing. When you're talking about the guys that Cody Topper will be recruiting, and here's the thing to me that's really interesting is you don't see him, even from you know small sample size, not a ton of guys that we know that he's after right now, but they're not the top 10 guys, and I think there's a couple reasons for that. And the first one's obviously because he hasn't been there as long, uh, didn't have time to build the relationships like Mike Miller and the rest of the staff, but also because these are the guys, you know, the guys that Cody Topper is going to be recruiting are guys with a ton of potential because, as we know, Cody Toppert is a very well-respected developer. Uh, so I don't think he needs, you know, the guys he's going after doesn't have to be top three, top four players because he can take somebody with raw talent and turn them into one of the better players just because of his background and how good he is in skills developing. Absolutely. But, you know, so that that's okay to talk about in some aspects. But let's flip the script and talk about a guy that is top three. Class of 2021 – uh, elite level five star uh, prospect who's a yet another combo forward uh, guard out of the Northeast. Terrence Clark had a big article on the site on GoTigers247.com, thanks to Evan Daniels this week, uh, where Terrence Clark kind of uh, he went in depth on some things related to Memphis basketball. Specifically, he went in into more detail on the possibility of him reclassifying from 2021 to 2020. Uh, if that happens and Memphis uh, is in play down the stretch like I fully expect them to be, uh, I just it will blow my mind with what Memphis's class could potentially be with 2020. It's just insane. It's something that we we touched on the first time we heard him talk about reclassifying Brooks is it makes this class even more interesting because we know you know five of their top targets are in the top 15 and then to look at a guy like Terrence Clark who is you know top 3 in the 2021 class if he reclassifies um and is obviously very high on Memphis it makes this class even more interesting there's obviously no telling the combination of five star players that they could put together in this class uh, but you mentioned the article written uh, by Evan Daniels that was on the site earlier this week, and there's a quick quote in here I want to touch on. Um, and Terrence Clark said, I talk to Mike Miller every single day. I was talking to Penny the other day too, so Memphis has been on me a lot. I'm not going to lie, there's been a lot of schools in the picture too, but not as much as Memphis. And I think that continues to build the point that when Penny Hardaway and Mike Miller and the rest of that staff identify guys that they want, they do not stop going after them, and they 
um, they make it very obvious if they're prioritizing a player, and Terrence Clark is certainly another one of those guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, yeah, I mean, this just the entire landscape of Memphis recruiting, you look at 2020, class of 21, class of 22, just all across the board, it blows my mind. I cannot say enough about the flip that has happened since Penny Hardaway took over. So... If you want to know more about Terrence Clark, read the full article. Uh, It's on the front of Go Tigers 247. It might be down a little bit, but go to GoTigers247.com. You can read about Terrence Clark, what he had to say about Memphis, Penny Hardaway, Mike Miller, and the possibility of moving from 2021 to 20. Okay, so let's close things out. We're going to make it worth everyone's time like we have a few times over the last month. We're going to save some of the best and juiciest stuff for the last few minutes of the podcast. So this week I decided while I was out on the July evaluation trail, talking to coaches, talking to other scouts, heard a lot of rumblings about the NCAA notice of allegations uh, and the, you know basically the fallout from the FBI investigation and the federal trial. I wanted to tease a little bit of that. And, uh, and encourage people to go to Go Tigers 247's premium VIP board uh, and, and check out. I'm going to add a little bit more detail, but you've seen this past week that a, a few little you know tidbits are starting to leak out related to the notice of allegations. You saw NC State received their notice of allegations. I don't know if, Christian, did you see that? I did. Yeah, so, you know, they got their notice of allegations. It was all related to Mark Gottfried, now at Cal State. Um, so they're on the hook now. Uh, UConn, of course, they got their notice of allegations and their violations related to Kevin Ollie, but it was separate from the trial uh, for the most part. The other interesting thing is that Bruce Pearl came out today speaking on John Rothstein's podcast and stated we took some real strong penalties, a lot of which have never been made public, but at some point will be. He went on to say, I am anticipating that we, being Auburn, are not finished completely. I am anticipating because we have gotten through a lot of things with the NCAA, obviously with the federal government, that case is closed, but I would anticipate that we would have to finish some things up. I do feel like the worst is behind us. So what I will say is that in in speaking to almost a dozen college coaches and assistants and multiple scouts, word on the street is that NCAA notice of allegations are coming down to multiple high-level programs, uh, multiple high-major, some verging on blue-blood level programs in which, quote-unquote, heads will roll. So, uh, you know, 
I'm still interested in, in that because I would not put it past the NCAA to also make it possible if the notice of allegations were so bad to allow prospects out of their scholarships to be able to transfer and be eligible immediately, especially incoming freshmen that have not played a game. If that happens, it's just going to be pure insanity across the landscape of college basketball recruiting uh, leading up to October. Uh, So, Christian, I don't know what you think about all that. I don't know if you think I'm crazy. Well, I have. One, I'm just gonna. I, I'm gonna call it. I think there's gonna about to be utter chaos. No, I'm. I'm totally behind you on that. But you spoke about transfers a little bit and how the NCAA can make that possible. And I think to tie this back to Memphis a little bit, Brooks, when you think about and you said potential blue blood type programs uh, could potentially have allegations. So when you think about those type of things. And I don't. I'm not trying to get too deep into this, and I don't want you to uh, to get too deep into this either. But how could that potentially affect uh, the 2020 class for Memphis? Because we know they're competing with a lot of top schools for some of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 20. There's a lot that can change between now and when some of those 2020 prospects are ready to commit. I would say more than anything, the interesting part about it is whether or not Memphis would choose to open up that final scholarship and use it on a player that could potentially get out of their scholarship at a school receiving notice of allegations and, and possibly having to fire a coach. And this is not based upon something that I've heard directly from people close to the program. This is my speculation and my speculation only. I, I really I really feel like Memphis is in a place where they are going to save that scholarship. So I wouldn't look for Memphis to actually go into the 2019 class from a, a decommit from a guy getting out of a scholarship to fill out that final spot. Yeah, Brooks, so I think just like everybody else, we'll be sitting back and waiting to, to see what happens over the next few months because it could definitely create a lot of interesting storylines heading into the 2019-2020 season. I mean, it's we could be talking more about NCAA sanctions and the fallout from the FBI investigation, more about that stuff than we are about the beginning of the college basketball season. It could, it could be that crazy. Um, so, but I think for the most part, that's all I've got to say about that. For, that's all i got to say about that. <laughs> got Forrest Gump <laughs> over here on, on the microphone. Um, so with that said, I got nothing else. Christian, you got anything else? All good. All right. So I want to give a shout out real quick before we I, – I do have something else. Of course, I got to talk some more. Shocker. Big shout out to all of our new listeners. We had a big uptick last week. I, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's taken the time to actually listen to me ramble and uh, listen to Christian sound a lot more professional than me. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. We do this for y'all, the fans. Uh, we just want to try to bring positive news about the Tigers, try to educate fans, try to create discussion amongst fans. So thank you for coming over and listening. If you want to find out more about Memphis basketball, Memphis football, and all of the recruiting efforts therein, head on over to GoTigers247.com. You can follow Christian on Twitter at, at cfowler 
247. That updated Twitter handle is fire. Mine is wonderful (laughs) at Brooks Hanson 247. With that said, I got nothing else. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Tigers in 20. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis Athletic Program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. We will see you back here next week.